This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Well, good morning. I'm Joel. I'm the lead pastor here. Some of you know me and some of you don't and some of you we've never met. But it's so good that we get to be in this place. And today we're doing something a little bit unique and different. We're going to be spending some time talking about what we get to do every single week as we gather here in this place. And I am so grateful that once we hit spring of this year, we were able to start returning to in-person gatherings. I don't know about you, but I missed being us. I missed that ability to gather together. And we, we did the best we could in the interim to create that sense of connection online. And I know some of you, you're still in that place. And we so love you. We're so for you. And so we want to continue to share our expression of that to you. But there's just something really fun about what we get to do here on a Sunday. And, and, and so the, the reason why we want to gather on a Sunday is because we think God's pretty awesome. <laughs> so awesome that we want to learn more about who he is and what he's done for us and this life that he invites us into. And, and we gather in this place so we can learn more about what he's done for us. Like we want to experience more and more of the life that God has for us, that, that he offers us through this, this amazing person, Jesus. Like we're told that God loves us so much, he sent his son into this world that anyone who'd believe in him would have new life. And Jesus steps into the story to change our story forever. And if you've encountered Jesus, you know what that means. He's done a work in your life. And so we gather so we can learn more and more about him and follow him and walk with him. But we don't do it just for ourselves. We do it because we want to share him with others. I, I don't know about you, but when you find that really good thing, you realize this is too good to keep to myself. I can't wait to share it with others. And so when we meet on Sundays, it's not just for ourselves. It's for the benefit of inviting others to, to learn and discover who Jesus is. Because what we do on Sundays is one expression of our mission as a church. Why we exist as a church. And see, we exist because we want to help others discover and encounter life in Jesus. And the way we go about doing that is, is by loving other people the way that Jesus loves all of us. And so it's like this, this ripple effect. You've transformed me by your love, and now let me just be a conduit of that love for other people so they would come and discover who you are. And, and so when we do that on a Sunday, it's something that so many of us invest in together to make that possible so that people can come into this place. It takes a whole crew of people to do that. Some of you know this, and some of you maybe you don't know it, but there's a whole crew of people on any given Sunday that are here helping make this happen. So when you show up just in the beginnings of the parking lot into the building, there's a whole crew on our, on our guest experience team that are here to say, you're welcome here. We're so excited that you're here. Come into this place. We, we see that God has something for you. We want to share that with you. And then coming into this room in, in particular, there's a whole crew of people that serve on our worship and music teams to our tech team that are wanting to help create an experience so we can encounter Jesus through our music. And, and there's an unsung group of heroes back there that you never see because when they do their job right, you never see them. But they're there to help make sure that in this place we can encounter Jesus together. And then as we're rebuilding our strength together as a church, there's a whole part of our church that's happening in this building that we don't always get to see. And it's our next gen department, our next gen team. And we have amazing men and women and our youth serving in that place. So our young ones can come in here and discover that God loves you. God has a purpose for your life. And our church is so invested that we want to create a space for you. And the ripple effect in that is that it creates opportunities for parents to come into this place and see that. And so it takes this large crew together to do the things that we do as a church. 
But for people to step up and do that, it requires something. It requires a significant willingness to trust God to do a work in their story as they step into the story God's doing in someone else's life. Because to serve another person actually requires a willingness to pour yourself out for the benefit of someone else. And the reason that takes some serious trust is because in pouring yourself out for the benefit of another person, it's easy to say, and now I'm empty. And to do that is to say, so God, will you fill me up? God, will you give me what I need so I can serve other people? And it's this ongoing dynamic of trusting him. Because something really beautiful happens when you encounter Jesus and he starts showing up in your story. Jesus said, I've I've come that you could have life to the fullest. And then he promised that he would put the spirit of God in us to begin to do a work in our lives and through our lives. And, And when the spirit of God shows up in your story, you suddenly realize that God's putting his goodness in you to transform your life. And he is too big to just contain. And that begins to spill out in your life around you. And so we pour out of what God pours into us. But to serve other people requires this trust, this faith that I'm going to pour myself out for the benefit of others, trusting that God, and when I do this, when I pour myself out for another person, you will fill me. And I'll pour myself out, and you will fill me again. And I will pour myself out, and you will fill me again. And it's this beautiful dynamic of walking with Jesus for the benefit of other people. And Jesus talks about this. This beautiful dance of dynamic of walking with God. And and in one of his famous teachings, Jesus says these words about what we're called to do as followers of his together. He says these words in Matthew 6. He says, hey, but seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Like, Jesus, what do you you mean, like, seek first God's kingdom? Yeah, seek first what God is up to in this world, what God is doing. Seek first the good things he wants to do in your life. Pursue that first, and then all these things will be given to you. Jesus, what are these things you're talking about? All the things that you need. What he's inviting us to do is say, God, I'm going to trust you to have my back as I serve other people. And as I do that, as I pour myself out for others, I'm trusting that you're going to do a work in my story and give me everything I need so I can step into this adventure of being for other people. And I, and I, I wrestle with that in my own story because there's times where I'm like, Jesus, I, I see the dynamic you're saying here, but here's how I would like the equation to work. Would all these things be added to me first, and then I will seek your kingdom? And Jesus is like, doesn't work like that. Because the only way to experience what God wants to do more and more in your life is to first seek and pour out, then I can fill you up again. Can you imagine if all of us just approached that dynamic? Well, until I have everything I need, then I'll do it. You know what would happen? Nothing. Right? We'd all just be sitting around like, all right, who's going to go first? Because, like, if you go, like, I, like and yet what I love about being a part of our church is that there is a whole crew of people who have heard the whisper of God in their life who have said, I'm in, and I'm going to step up. And I'm going to pour myself out because you are too good to keep to ourselves. And we want people to encounter you. And I'm going to take that step of faith, trusting that as I seek first what you're about, you will give me the things that I need. And so I want to introduce you to some friends today. And we're going to have a conversation about this dynamic of what we get to do together on a Sunday. People that have just said in their own story, in their areas of serving in our church, I'm in and I want to step up. So would you do me a favor and help Welcome up some of our friends. Help welcome up Darby, Alicia, and Gus. And we're just going to have a conversation together this morning. Yes, Alicia, you're going to sit next to me. 
Yes, this is awesome. All right. Thank you for being up here and being a part of this conversation. Uh, I just want to introduce you really quick to, the, to this crew. This is Alicia. Hello. This is Darby. Hey there. And this is Gus. Good morning. Good morning. And so each of us are a part of being a, a things that we do. And so Alicia serves in our amazing Next Gen team. So this is all, she's actually serving today and she's here. So she's like doing double extraordinary duty. Darby is one of our worship leaders serving on our worship team. And then Gus is helping out on the backside of things. Uh, so we were able to like get you, get you subs today so you could be up here. So that was Sounds awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh, so as, as we just begin this conversation, I, I would just love to start high level. What do you enjoy? What do you appreciate about what we get to do together in this place week after week after week? My absolute favorite thing about New Life since the very first day we stepped into this, not this building, um, into mm-hmm. this church body 22 years ago, um, I w- yeah, I was newlywed and pregnant with my first child, and the amount of love and um, acceptance from the church family that was here was amazing. But my absolute favorite thing is the multi-generational effect that is abundant in our church, from little littles all the way up to the more mature audience. Um, There's always somebody who has been there before you, and there's always somebody that you are guiding Mm -hmm. up behind you. And a core group of people that's right there walking that same path with you. So that's I awesome. love that. All right. How about you, Darby? Well, uh, my husband and I came here. We're coming up on our fifth year. So you get the award. Longevity trophy. We came in from the East Bay, and I walked through those doors, and I had bright blue hair. I don't know if anybody, if I met you on that particular day. Um, and I had somebody who was quite a bit older than me walk right up to me and say, I remember when I had hair that color. Welcome. Come on in. And it was so exciting. I mean, I've since gone through a few different hair colors, but I can say um, this is one of the things about this church, right, that I heard about in the community, and it was definitely confirmed when I came in here. I mean, some people like to get really gussied up for church. Some people like to come in their PJs. Some people like to sit on their couch right or in their bed. But everybody is welcome here. It's kind of like coming to the best family party that you get to come to, right? Would you agree with that? And that Sunday dinner that you look forward to where you can just be yourself. And that's been incredibly gratifying to me and amazing where I get to just step off the train of daily life and walk in as I am. Mm. And I know that God is going to meet me here. That's awesome. Like I put on my fancy t-shirt today because I like, I want to, I want to, I just, I got to fit in. So (laughs) how about you guys? For me, before coming to, to, to New Life, I had no experience at all with uh, religion or Christianity or anything like that. So when I was first uh, came to the church over at Lucchese, uh, it was kind of more reluctance uh, mm-hmm. in a way because it was Sunday and I'm a football fan. So I was like, oh, I got to give up Sunday football. Um, <laughs> but my, my, my wife brought me in because uh, she, she's been a Christian all her life. So I, I had to at least attempt to be a good husband and say, all right, let me... Let me go into what she wants to do and, and see what, what this whole Christian thing is all about. Uh, and what I liked about the church is that it, it didn't become cookie cutter. It wasn't something mm-hmm. to where it was uh, what I expected, a bunch of, you know, biblical sayings. They're going to teach me something. They're going to relate it somehow. Fine. But it was a lot, a lot more than that. It became more relevant. So I remember Pastor Ron up here talking 
uh, and preach. I forgot what it was preaching about, but it made sense to me, and it was relevant. And I was like, all right, this is a little, little different from what I expected. Um, and it's still that way still. And so when I began to volunteer, um, it was more or less to just get myself more immersed, just to learn a little bit more. Because like I said, I never was religious. I didn't know about Christianity. And volunteering has helped me at least see um, about Christ, about God, and just the people in the background that do these things in order to create this environment uh, that we have. That's awesome. Well, I, I'd love to just spend some time helping people maybe understand some of what we do collectively. And we, we're not going to have every single nuanced piece of who we are covered, but you're, you're here kind of representing an area where you serve. So tell us a little bit about what, what happens and what you do and how it helps make the big picture happen. We didn't script this, so now I'm just going to see who goes first. I'll, I'll go ahead and take that right. one. I was talking to Joel um, a time, a couple of weeks ago, we were having a meeting, and I was explaining that someone gave me the best idea about being a worship leader, which is that you're basically a wedding singer, which, first of all, I love that. But, <laughs> right? That you're, you're really at a party where you're bringing together um, a great romance, right, between mm-hmm. the bride and groom. So if you can get God to dance with his bride, the church, and vice versa... You've done your job, right? And what's crazy is I'm up here on a microphone, but God doesn't hear me any louder than he hears you out there. Not at all, right? It really, that's just a detail. We're all singing to the same God. And so I think all the preparation that we do and everything else is just remembering what our job is here, which is to worship the Lord that brings us all together and brings so many blessings into our life, right? So all the preparation that we do and all of that, sometimes you... um, I think do being a musician, you tend to think of it as a performance, right? This is one of the things that I love about worship leading is it's that her performance aspect is just taken out of the equation. Um, it's, it's we're here joining in collective community for one purpose, right? Which is to just be so grateful and to worship the Lord that has given us so much. So did I answer the question? Sure, I went on a yeah. tangent. No, that's awesome. Ah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. And in, in, in the area of the music that we create, I mean, it's, it's a team. There's, there's musicians with different, different skills that bring it all to the table. And so what, what's it like for you to work with the spectrum of people with, I, I do this instrument or I have this voice to bring, and, and stitching that together? Like, give us just a little glimpse of what that's like and, and what we create together with that area to bring us into worship with God. That's a great question. I mean, I feel super humbled every time I get on this stage oh my gosh, there's so much talent in this church, you guys. I feel, I feel this big sometimes up here compared to who else is up here. I won't say any names. But um, it is such a, a privilege and an honor to get to make music with the people that are in the stage. This church is incredibly strong musically. So there's the rehearsal aspect, right? But there's also the fellowship aspect. And I would say that that's even bigger, actually. Like um, Bill and Leslie and I, for instance, have been meeting in my living room for the past, I don't know, a couple months. And we meet to make music. But what really happens is fellowship, right? So those of you, wave your hand if you're on a worship team. There's tons of you out here. Yeah. I hope that you agree with me on that, right? Like you're here to do a job, but something else is happening in the middle of all that. And honestly, that's why I keep showing up, right? It's so, um, it's so rewarding to build those relationships and all, you know, be on the same train, hopefully heading towards the same station is an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, and it is, it's a huge team. I mean, without Miguel, we certainly wouldn't be making this sort of thing happen. He was up here. Yeah, woohoo, Miguel, shout out. He's showing me this little device, you know, that tells you whether the cable's working and all of that. I mean, all this happens before everybody shows up. You know, all of these things have to be put up together and things plugged in and figured out and who's going to play with who. And, you know, Sarah, we're talking about oh, who's going to play with you one day or Spike or whoever, right? And it's, um, it's a lot of preparation to get to this moment where hopefully all the tech elements come together. <laughs> and sometimes that's part of our opening prayers. Please, God, let the technical stuff work. But we know that even if it doesn't, He's still here, right? We're still going to make it happen. We're still a family. Maybe the toaster broke, but we're still having breakfast together, right? So um, it all works out in the end. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, like we, we do say like everyone's welcome, but we try to find Murphy early and kick Murphy out when Murphy shows up. But other than that, right? And, 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 there, and there's a, a dynamic in this part of our space that we meet with, with the team that's up here, but there's a whole team back there. And, and Gus, you've been serving like quietly and consistently back there. Give us a glimpse of what it's like to help from that side of the, the room to help create the overall experience of what we're doing. Yeah, um, I'll be honest. I'll be a little self-deprecating uh, with this because um, with, with what Alicia and Darby do, they have a direct influence with, uh, with our church, with Darby singing the music. And, you know, music is some, some medium that can really transform us sometimes, give us some kind of hope or even some kind of uh, a meaning to, to what we're feeling. And with Alicia, uh, with doing Next Gen, a direct influence with our kids, especially with, with two of my sons who are in Next Gen right now. And they're, mm. those volunteers are so awesome that they, you know, implement the seed into them, uh, a seed that I couldn't plant because they'll just not sprout. So, you know, I, I really am indebted to those volunteers in creating that. Because what I do, I literally just press a button back there. Not, no, I'm serious. Because... That's not I, all you do. Yes, it is. <laughs> but here, <laughs> here, here's the thing, though. I'm like that. The, the literal meme, you had one job to do, is what I do. <laughs> I have such a large margin of error that if a slide goes too fast, well, guess what? I can push a button to go back. <laughs> so when I'm, when I'm up there... I want a button like that in my life. Can we get a button <laughs> like that? I, I do. I, I call it diva. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diva's my wife, she's right there. Um, so in that aspect of myself, uh, of what I do, uh, I, yes, some, I, I know the part that I have in creating a, a Sunday service because it, it's very much is important for all of us who volunteer uh, to give that experience to, to those who may have come into Christianity for the first time or those who have been in Christian for a long time, like myself, uh, I, I barely have, I've only been a Christian maybe 10 years uh, at most. Uh, but within that time, volunteering has really helped me to uh, just know more about, like I said earlier, about Jesus and Christ. And I've also gotten to know more people to help me with that. Guys like uh, Joe and Alicia, um, Ryan Kelly, Heather, Malaz, who's right there, right, I see you right there. Uh, and Pastor Ron, of course. So mm-hmm. for me, it's been more of a development of myself and just volunteering, and, you know, and I was very skeptical at first in volunteering. If I could just share a real quick story. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to volunteer at all. It just came one time, my wife just said, hey, you ever <laughs> thought of volunteering at the church? No. <laughs> and so why not? So I really didn't think about it. Like, I don't know. Well, you should. <laughs> okay. You know? 
strange conversation to have over Cocoa Puffs, but okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's find out. Um, but I did, and it only came because, uh, I don't know how many months or weeks went by that. Uh, I was sitting down here at the church. Uh, we had the, I think called the, the Nutshell, which was a, a handout that had events and um, announcements, and one of them was that the church needed volunteers for the tech side of, uh, of the services. And so I checked off on what was called the Connect card, which you just put your name, and at the bottom of it, there was some spots for volunteering. Um, and I was checking it off. My wife kind of looks, and she goes, what are you doing? So the church looks like the church needs some volunteers. She's like, oh, volunteers? So I kind of heard, kind of heard a little something in her voice, right? So, so I told her, yeah, there's a, my, my volunteer to Mission to Mars. Maybe I'll go there for a few years. <laughs> and, and she didn't skip a beat. She turns around to me and goes, you wouldn't last a day without me. <laughs> so she's right, but I'll take my chances. Um, I didn't say that. I thought it. I didn't say it. I thought it only. Uh, but that's how it kind of started. So it really was just a conversation over Cocoa Pups. But what it turned into, obviously, a lot more. And God has a really fun funky way as well of letting someone who's so reluctant to, to volunteer be in this volunteership for almost 10 years, and, and I've enjoyed every part of it. So it, it's, it is amazing what, what God can do even when you have a cold stone heart uh, for volunteering when he's going to say, nah, yeah, you're going to volunteer. And if you go to Mars, then, you know, I'll be there too with you as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and I, I appreciate, like, like, you know, like I'm self-deprecating, but I mean, I'm so grateful for you and for that whole team that's back there because so much of what you do enables the experience of everyone in this room to, to take in what God's doing. And so, like, I, I can only talk so loud before I'm yelling and then it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, so there's all these things that, that your team and that crew back there that have just faithfully done. The reason we have the ability to live stream our service is because of some amazing people back there. One of them is named Foster, who have just served our church faithfully. So there's an arena in here that just helps people encounter Jesus through areas of serving. And then we've got this awesome area that my, my daughters have benefited from but are serving in called our next gen. So Alicia, tell us what you get to be a part of, what, some of what happens in that place over there as Absolutely. we're meeting. Absolutely. We are having church back there. That is what's happening back there. We're having church with these little guys. And uh, we have preschoolers all the way up through sixth grade, I think, is still um, hanging out with us. Um, due to COVID, it's usually only fifth grade, but those fifth graders kind of missed out on a year, so we're letting them hang out still, and um, it's it's amazing back there. We have our preschool area, which is down home, and then our older elementary kids are downtown, so down home, they're like chilling out. They, It's related to like Petaluma and how you would hang out and learn from your friends and from your family. And then downtown is more related to the city. Like they're exploring, they're getting out there, they're getting to know more about life and what's going on outside of their family um, and really becoming part of building a relationship directly for themselves with God. And that's what we're doing. We're introducing these preschoolers to Jesus. And right now, we're doing God is Powerful. So if you ask your kids today when they come out, 
It's, you know, what does God do? God is powerful. So that's cool. And then downtown, they're learning that God is wisdom and that they can go to God for wisdom, to look up for it, not just to look at your friends and what your friends are doing, mm -hmm. but look to see what God has for you um, and to find wisdom in God. So they're an amazing crew of people. I get to be the leader for the large groups. So we have large group and we have small mm -hmm. group. And the large, the small group leaders meet with the kids directly. They're building a direct relationship every week that we meet. The, those leaders get to spend time with those kids from week to week. They're asking them, how did that go? Um, they're remembering prayer requests. They're, they're following up. Some of the older kids, they get together outside of church and the leaders are reaching out to those fourth, fifth, sixth graders, and how did that test go, and how did this happen, and did you see God working in your life this week? Um, and that's really exciting. Those small group leaders, amazing. Um, the large group leaders, we do kind of a worship and fun games, and we're presenting a story. And there's, a, there's large group leaders in both areas, in the down home, um, group, they're walking through a video, they're doing some worship, they're dancing, and then they send the kids off into the small group. And I get to lead those large group leaders in both areas and just make sure that they have their scripts and curriculum and videos and all of those things. That's what I get to do. But um, there's a whole crew of people making that happen mm -hmm. um, from administrative to um, that, you know, all the background stuff, building the curriculum and pulling it together um, to the people who are actually here, feet on the ground with, with the kids. And then the greeters who are, are saying hi to you as you come in and getting your kids all set up. Um, but yeah, we're just, we're just in there having fun. That's what we get to do. That's awesome. Talk about God and have fun. And, there, and there's a whole crew that's back there. So there's, yeah. there's, there's needs for different, like, I, I, I don't know where I'm yet ready yet, but I could help, like, make people feel welcome as they come in Absolutely. to those people that, like, I really want to get down into that circle with the kids and help them discover who Jesus is. I mean, there's just a spectrum of volunteers in there that's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and it takes that whole team coming together. Exactly. And even in the large group space, there's, there's areas where you can perform. You can be up there singing and dancing and telling a story with the kids. And um, in downtown, you'll see those guys throughout each Sunday. They're wearing costumes. They're living it up in the downtown space. Um, and then there's tech people in there, too. We always have to have somebody who's making sure um, the videos are running and the computers are going and the music is playing. So yeah. everywhere in all of in that area. It is mini church back there. So mm -hmm. whatever you see, it's, yeah. it's happening back there, too. Yep. That's awesome. And I, I think when I think about what it takes for us together to do all this, like there, there's no shortage of opportunity. There's no shortage of need and there's no shortage of, hey, if you want to help this, like, come on, let's do this together. We can create something really beautiful for other people. And, and as we do that, I'm, I'm going to jump down here to like what is number four on our paper, just as we're talking together. So you're with me in the conversation. But like, there is a sense in which to serve, even if it's a, a joyful serving, you're, 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 you're like, hey, this, this requires like pouring myself out to a certain extent. Um, and it takes energy. And yet when we do that, we get to help other people 
encounter Jesus and, and see him through what we do. And I, w- I would just love to hear from each of you maybe a time where you got to see that, where you, you got to see somebody encounter Jesus in some way because you said yes and you were serving. Can you think of those stories for yourself? That happens all the time back there. All right. It's uh, what we do back in Next Gen is definitely a fountain that's rejuvenating. So you've got like your base fountain that's like holding the water and then you've got the fountain up here that's like kind of spouting out and water's coming out. But in Next Gen, there's definitely a whole integral system where the water is just refreshing and constantly going and down and back up and down and back up. And it's just this, I don't know, cyclical situation that we have of pouring into each other and then pouring into others. And then as, as leaders back there, everybody is viewed. We've got We've got leaders who were in our group. We have, we have a leader in our group that was the first, the first baby of new life. Mm. And she went through the whole program, and now she's one of the small group leaders back there, even out of college. She's graduated from college, and she's back in and uh, back there being a small group leader. Amazing. So that in itself is saying yeah. something that we have our my kids went through the whole program and are both serving in the church as well and as as we serve and we feed into these kids and hopefully we're feeding into you guys as families mm-hmm. and you guys are feeling what the the kids are learning about Jesus they're learning about God they're bringing God into their their lives which hopefully is helping in your families as well and those kids come back to us week to week just excited mm-hmm. every week. We have so one particular story in, during COVID, and we're meeting outside, and it's awkward, and it's weird. And a new <laughs> family comes in, and this little teeny tiny preschooler, amazing. I still, every time I see her, my heart just it comes alive. Um, she comes in first week. She's never been here before. The family's never been here. She walks right up to us, and she's just ready, just ready. I just want to do this. Where do I go? What do I do? And she, I don't know, she's like four, and she's she just has this energy, and she runs in, and she's leaving mom and dad behind. She doesn't care what they're doing, and she runs in, and she sits down. And we're like, hello. How many times have you been here before? No. <laughs> And she's just excited, and she's ready to do it. And she's see, she gets up, and we're, we start doing the worship songs. She's never heard these songs before. And she is spinning around and dancing and excited and so great. And then her parents come, and she's looking at them like, no, oh, no, I'm staying here. It's after church. Oh, honey, you got to go. You got to go back. And the next time that we met, she came, they came in. And her parents told us she said she needed to be there. Mm-hmm. She said, when are we going to church again? Well, it's not this week. It's next week. During COVID, it was every other week or so. And, um, and she kept asking to come back. And the parents were so excited. Well, we came back because she wanted to come back. So that was really exciting. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I love that idea. Like, the four-year-old was ready. Like, yeah. and, and as a church, we got to say, okay, come on in. And, 
I mean, I think there are people out there that are ready. And they're waiting for us to say, come on in. <laughs> and that's what we get, some of what we get to do together. That's awesome. How about for, for you, Gus or Darby, like a time where you got to see like, just the impact of what you're doing in another person's story? I mean, I can say, um, I think one of the coolest things about God is that he provides lots of doors and windows for us, you know? If you were in a room of four-year-olds, that might make you run screaming away from the church. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're all so different. Um, I know people at the previous church that I went that they would on purpose uh, come late to church because they wanted to skip the music. You know, the drums were annoying and it was loud and they didn't really like that and they would want to come. And this is not an age thing. It was, you know, people have so many different preferences. They wanted to come for the message. No offense to Joel, I'm always the opposite, right? I love the message, of course. Yeah. But I have to I, hear myself talk all you the time. You got to hear yourself so talk. I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> The message is important, but my door is the music and always has been. And I think, like, thank you, God, for providing those different ways for us to get in, right? This church has lots of ways for you to get in. We were talking about the table having endless extensions, right? If it looks full up here or there, guess what? It's not. There's a chair, and it has your name on it, and it's waiting for you. And you might not feel comfortable in the first chair that you sit in. I can tell you that I've been on some committees and some different things where it didn't feel really perfectly right for me. If you put me in the accounting department, I would shrivel up and die. <laughs> right? But I can get up here and, and I'm giddy with excitement being able to make music with you guys. I love it so much. I can't wait to be here. I can't wait to sing with you because I think that's what we're doing, right? We're all doing this together. Um, so you said, have I seen a way that that touches people? Yeah, for sure. And I had a worship leader at my former church tell me one time, like, you could be the best virtuoso ever. You could be an amazing musician, whatever. But when, when it really counts um, is at the end of your set, right, when somebody comes to the stage and says to you, oh, my goodness, when you sang that song, this is what happened in my heart. Mm. And mm -hmm. That's when it all like comes together. Like, oh, that's why we're doing this, yeah. And I get to have a moment with that person and go like, me too. You know, that's what happened in my heart too. And it has nothing to do with me or the guitar that I'm playing or whatever, right? That's God, man. And we get to share that together. That's incredible. That's what I do it for. You know, like that's the most incredible feeling ever. That's awesome. You're excited about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys? Uh, I think for myself, I, I've seen it happen. And like Alicia said, it happens quite often, and if not every Sunday. Um, but it becomes more impactful, more real when you uh, see through a, a, a baptism service uh, that we have here. Um, I remember uh, when, when, we, when we had them, and the, the baptism service days uh, are very much important for every team that, that's on worship or, or back there because we want to make everything very perfect because it is a, a pretty much a vulnerable time for those people coming up to, you know, give themselves again to, to Christ. And, and it's a very, like, poignant moment for them. So we don't want to mess anything up. So we're very on point uh, when we're volunteering for that day. Uh, and it's impactful for me because when I was up there and you would look down, uh, you, you see everybody just, there's, there's a certain vibe to it. There's a certain energy that goes into it. Uh, and I remember... Um, uh, there was a, a, a young lady uh, who was, um, uh, she was physically deformed, um, and she, God. Mm. 
Uh, I'll get through it. I'll get through it. Yeah. Um, but when she was baptized, you could just see um, that God's grace and beauty lies with anybody. Mm. E- even with this, uh, this child. all good man yeah it's all good <laughs> uh, and I guess that's what I what, what I see then when when you volunteer is that it's um, it, it does open up a certain amount of giving that that you want because what, what you're giving of your time uh, is what, what you are you're giving your time to it but what you're receiving it I think is so much more mm. and if I hadn't seen that um, those, those baptism services and those moments um, who knows if I myself would have been baptized, because I, I did. I got baptized myself here in this church, uh, and it's actually the second time I got baptized. The first time is, if I ever get to share my first time being baptized, it's, it's a comedy, um, but we don't have that much time. <laughs> but when I got baptized, it, it, it did, it, it helped me, well, because I volunteered, I got to see that experience, mm-hmm. and because I saw that experience, I knew that I myself wanted to get baptized mm-hmm. also. So I think when those things, um, when those services happen, or just when you're in church itself, there's going to be a time in which you kind of look into upon yourself and just say, you know, how can I invite Christ? And, and for me, um, it's been through that volunteer. And I, I see my daughter volunteering now for Next Gen with the little ones. And, of course, my two sons, and I said it earlier, um, if those volunteers weren't there, uh, you know, I, they help them grow so much with their vision in Christ and, and how they live. That's awesome. It's never just pushing buttons, is it? <laughs> no, it's uh, taking a, you know, crying up there on your, by yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> Introvert stream. I get to cry by myself. Love it, yes. If I break down, it's usually in front of people. It's like, nah. Well, I mean, I think you touch on something, Gus, that's so, so beautiful, that idea. Like, like we, we, we do this, we pour ourselves out, but we get to be a part of something. And I think so much of what we get to be a part of is how God's like, yeah, now let me fill you up. Like, look at this. You get to pour your, your life into another person. You get to step into that story and watch as I change a life. And as you do that, I'm going to pour into you. And it's that beautiful thing. You're right. As I seek first your kingdom, all these things will be added to me. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced God saying, I see you and watch. Boom, there's what you need. Have you experienced that in your serving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we work with kids. That's exhausting. So I'm just putting it out Look there. That smile with which just you say saying it. I love it. it. It's exhausting. But it's so fulfilling. Um, there are mornings that I get here, and I try and get here early. As one of the leaders, try and get here early, walk the building, make sure my, my people have what they need, and I am tired. And they start walking in, and I'm trying to, hi, yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening. We have a lot of teens that are working with us. Love, love you. I see you back there. You guys are awesome. Shout out to my large group back there. They... Um, amazing teenagers that are working with us. Um, just this morning, I walked in, it's really quiet, and I'm putting my stuff together, and then one pops up, and another one pops up, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, energy, 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 this is good, this is good. Um, and so they're, they're feeding energy into me, and um, it's pretty awesome. 
And that energy, we walk in together and we get together in our group before we meet and we're praying together. And sometimes there's somebody who's kind of leading us in the group and a group game before service to kind of pump us up again. And um, there's always donuts, just saying. Um, we have donuts back there. You have to be back there, though, to get them. Sorry. Switching teams. I know, right? Yeah. We have donuts. <laughs> um, and th- that group, as we meet together and we build each other's energy, you can come in and, it, you know what, maybe 20 minutes into it, you're still bummed out. <laughs> you're still exhausted. I'm in a huge transitional stage of my kids going all over the place and getting married and going back to college. And I just changed jobs and like, wow, crazy stuff. And I walk in here, but those people know that. They know that about my life. They know that that's going on. And so when they walk in in the morning and they say, how, how was, first thing, one of my friends said, second week of your first, of your your new job, how was it? How'd it go? How are you doing? How are you doing? Are you okay? Are you okay today? Like, it was amazing. That was just one of my teammates feeding into me. And then I was able to do the same thing with, with somebody else. And it's, it's just the synergy of, of connection that we have as a team. And we, I feel known. I even had, when I was changing jobs, I had this little um, support group that was the actual, the administrative executive team of NextGen, we were having ice cream sandwiches together. Just saying. We have fun. We have good food. Ice cream sandwiches. Um, And over ice cream sandwiches and a picnic table, they empowered me to take the next step that God was trying to get me Mm -hmm. to take in that, in my life's journey. And by the end of that, somebody was offering to write my new resume, to set up my new interview, and to So life transitions, this is all outside of what we're doing on Sunday mornings. Um, These people just are feeding into my life. Throughout the week, we're doing the same same thing for everybody in that group. So as we are giving, we're all giving back to each other, and God is using it as a way to fill us up just through relationships. Like Mm -hmm. Darby was saying, it's not just about practicing for a Sunday morning. It's not just about putting curriculum together. There is that. There's a lot of prep. There's a lot of prep that goes together and goes into a Sunday morning. But the relationships that you build outside of that are amazing. One last thing, I went to Starbucks this last week with a good friend and ordered a drink that one of my teen volunteers usually gets. And I was like, hey, I'm doing this for you. Like, you know, it was just fun. Relationships are awesome. (laughs) Well, I mean, we could keep talking, I'm sure, keep going and going because there's just stories and stories but like we we have like to start transitioning here but I think there's this reality that like as we're willing to pour out like God meets us and he meets us through each other like we are in this together and we get to do this amazing thing together as a church and so can we give them some appreciation and some love for sharing with us thank you thank you give that to Christy for sure and and here's what I want you to know this is for you to be a part of so maybe you're sitting on this right now. Pe- peel it off whatever butt cheek gets stuck on. I don't know. 
But we want to invite you to be a part of doing this together as a church. And so on this, it's just a very simple form. You can fill it out. Just let us know your name, some contact information, and what you're interested in learning about. And we want to follow up with you and say, here's how you can be a part of this with us. So you can do a couple of things with this form. You can fill out the physical form and hand it to one of us or put it in one of the black boxes in the back of the room or just scan this QR code and, and fill it out. No, no, you don't have to worry about like being committed unless you're talking to Gus's wife, Diva, and then she'll make sure that you're, you're doing this for like long term, right? <laughs> but this is a chance for us to say, hey, church, we're coming back together out of one of the most difficult seasons of our life, <laughs> and we need to be in this together. Because if we're in this together, we will see Jesus transform other people's stories. And you get to be a part of that. This is your invitation. Step into the game. And let's see what God wants to do in us together. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.